0: Welcome to the National Trust podcast. In the last episode, we had a look around two of the Beatles' childhood homes. This time, we're going to learn about some of the tour's most famous day-trippers. If you could hand in your bags and cameras and your mobiles, if you can pop mobiles... My name's Colin Hall, and I am the custodian of John Lennon's former home in liverpool which is called mendips in, would set up, in 15 uh, years i've met a lot of people at the house i've escorted i would say best part of 200 and more thousand people around the house i mean annually we'll get in excess of 50 different countries represented in the uh, guest book so um, yeah the the beatles popularity remains constant. Occasionally, you are taken by surprise. You don't know in advance. And I remember a few years ago, we were waiting for the minibus to bring the last tour. And so, the bus was late. I'm ever so sorry about this, ladies. We won't be long. It was parked at Speak Hall, which is just down the road. The bus driver had been waiting for four people who hadn't turned up. It was a day when we didn't have very many people on the tour. Very rare, actually, that we only have so few. The ladies from Wales had turned up and they'd been waiting. And he knew that he had to bring that tour to Mendips to pick up the tour that was already here to take them to Paul's. So he waited for what he thought was a reasonable time. Right, guys, we're not going to wait any longer. Next stop. John Lennon's oh, house. Oh, I, I can't wait to see it. Oh! oh! Yeah. As the bus was leaving the National Trust car park, a vehicle, a people mover, pulled in front, and a lady got out, and she said, I'm the lady who's on, lady your, on list. your list. I've, I've booked, booked the, the four, four seats. And we're a little bit late, but I do have a very important guest who's come a long way to see the house. And the people in the car got out and came to the bus to get on. Okay guys, just let me give you each one of these tags before you sit down. In those days we used to give out badges to people to wear, so we could recognize they were on the tour. And, oh, one for you. And the driver said, it was only when he gave this person the badge that he suddenly realized that he had come a very long way, not just in terms of uh, distance Yeah. We were waiting for the minibus to bring the last tour and so the bus was late and I was talking to people in the house and got carried away really and the phone went and it was the driver outside. And he said, I think you ought to come out now. I think you ought to come out now because I've got someone here who isn't going to hang out much longer. I'll take you seriously. So I I said, Oh, right, okay. So I gathered everybody. we We went out and I approached the gate. And I almost stopped in my tracks because I couldn't quite believe who was standing at the gate. There in front of me, in his black leather jacket and his cowboy boots, and he had his hoodie up, this was one of the few moments where I've almost um, not known what to say. The people who were going out of the house to get on the the minibus were scrambling for their, their mobiles and what have you, to try and get a picture. But not many, I don't think any of them did. The ladies on the bus wouldn't have seen his face because he sat in front of them. So they just saw this. But but they twigged that he was somebody, you know, of some importance, fame or whatever, because they saw the reaction of the people coming out of the house. And when we were coming in, they did say to me, Colin, Colin. who is it? Oh, Colin. Who is it? Who was that? Who was it? The, you know, the one on the who bus. Who was it on the bus? And I said to them, it's Bob Dylan. No. No. And they said, no. What? God, we... What? We've, we've been, been on the, on the bus, bus with Bob. Bob Dylan and never realised. And I said, yes. And they said, well, what a story, what a story we've, we've got, got to, to take home. home. Show him the house. We'll be fine. Oh, we've got a great story. I thought to myself he's come on the tour he's come on the minibus with everybody else he's here for the tour to say he was like any other guest is 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 true because he had come in his own right as an individual to do the tour i took him around as i did other people he was very attentive he asked questions he he did want to know where john would play his guitar if John and Paul wrote in the house, and where they wrote, where they played. He was very interested in the bedroom. He knew that that's where John would write songs. And one of the things that took his interest in that bedroom was the volume of Just William stories, and he wanted to know who Just William was. So for me, it felt surreal to be in John Lennon's bedroom with a chap who I I kind of consider like the the Shakespeare of the modern era, talking about just William, the naughty schoolboy. So, yes, he was was lovely. And I have resisted, really, opportunities to talk about this because I, I value that privacy. But word did get out. Bob Dylan has fans every bit as um, uh, fanatic as John Lennon and the Beatles and there's nothing he does that doesn't escape them and uh, so they knew he'd been here Hello, Liverpool. and when he played the concert that night in Liverpool he played a song for George Harrison this is called Mrs. Andrew. this job is is quite something you know you never know from day to day what's going to happen and of course it's allowed me to realize a lot of dreams I've won awards which I never thought you know I would win you know what more can I say and I've always loved John Lennon and the Beatles so it, it is the job of a lifetime really Thanks for listening to this episode of the National Trust podcast. Join us in two weeks' time when we'll be exploring the Trust's secret plant conservation centre. Don't forget to subscribe to the series and do give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts.